Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, VP listeners. It is Kim Hauer here again on Tuesday, August 9th, and I am joined with Andrea Marietta. And um, I thank you all for coming back this week, and Andrea as well. Um, I got her captive in a little room, so she can't go too far, <laughs> um, so I'm keeping her here. Um, so Andrea, Tuesday is our Testimony Tuesday. Okay. Um, would you share a little bit about your testimony or um, something God's teaching you right now? Either one is fine. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, I grew up in a home that um, was always a, a good, stable place, thankfully. Um, but we really didn't have a whole lot of faith-based conversations early on. Um, Mom and dad both grew up Catholic, so um, we made appearances at church at times um, in the Catholic church until I was in later elementary school. Um, we ventured to a local church that was a non-denominational church, and um, that's when those types of conversations began to happen more often, um, or I would begin to hear more faith um, lessons, I guess, in my life starting then. And it really just drew, I really, at that point, really began to feel the Holy Spirit drawing me um, and curiosity about um, the things of God. So the main way that happened was an excitement to get to youth group. We got to attend youth group starting in sixth grade. So it was literally the kickoff weekend for youth group when I was 12 and heading there for the first time. And I really felt a pull of the Holy Spirit um, to commit my life to the Lord then. So I did. And then later that summer was baptized. Um, we just had our baptisms here at VP and those are really powerful, special times. Um, mm -hmm. It can be. And it was a very special day for me that still sticks out when I experienced the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit that day. I knew something was different when I came out of that water. And so um, I really continued to walk out my faith through middle and high school, was really blessed with some great friends who helped me make good choices and um, godly choices. And as I went to Hope College, um, just began to make my faith more my own, even still, and develop what that looked like and the choices that I made and the everyday um, and experience the goodness of God throughout. So um, my faith is pretty consistent and um, experiencing God's goodness and as I've kind of moved along throughout my life, continued to grow in understanding of who he is and experiencing his goodness and faithfulness. And um, obviously there's always seasons of tough stuff or um, good times or whatever, but I'm grateful that he's really kept me by his hand to walk in truth um, throughout my life. So that is the short synopsis of how I came to know Jesus and continue to walk with him. Very cool. Yeah. Um, something that just strikes me as you were speaking about that, like how critical and pivotal pivotal that was at some pretty formidable years, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. God clearly orchestrated that um, because, yeah, you probably could look back and say, had I not, 
right. what would my life had looked like absolutely um, if he didn't draw me into that mm-hmm. um, different church and where faith became more important to the people around you and then mm-hmm. you know just how cool that is that um, God orchestrated that not necessarily from a very young age right like your children right um, but at a very pivotal time you right. know in teenagers lives that's you know, lots of decisions are being made as they're growing and changing and starting yeah. to become more independent. Um, right. So that's super cool to be able to see, you know, God swoop in there and just yes, um, snag you for his own. So, yeah. And to show up in such real ways to me that I couldn't, haven't been able to deny those throughout my life. So some just neat experiences to be able to look back and see how God um, moved in my life throughout different times is neat. Yeah. And like you said, there's obviously, I'm sure as everybody experiences not good times or more challenging times or dry times, um, how you can still look back and say, you know, but God was faithful. Yes. Um, and I think that's by creation of God, you know, instilling that in us, you know, reminding us, um, internally in our spirit to know that remember when I was faithful. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Very cool. Love that testimony. Thank you for sharing that with the listeners and me. Um, Yeah. Very cool. Um, So today we are going to read Psalm 80, verse 1 through 2. And then, of course, I always get stuck with at least one of these. It skips to (laughs) 8 through 19. Um, Want me to read this one? Yeah, would you please so kind? Sure. Thank you. Sure. Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who led Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your might. Come and save us. So now down to verse 8. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its boughs to the sea, its shoots as far as the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its grapes? Boars from the forest ravage it, and the creatures of the field feed on it. Return to us, O God Almighty. Look down from the heaven and see. Watch over this vine the root of your hand has planted, the sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down. It is burned with fire at your rebuke. Your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. So go ahead, Kim. What do you have for us? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first thing that stood out to me is that this seems to be a pretty obvious plea, Mm. like a crying out to God Mm -hmm. um, for rescue or restoration. Right. Um, And I think that rescue, restore, depending on which version you read, probably. Um, But that idea is mentioned three three times in this psalm. Yes. One of them in the section that we didn't read. Right. Um, But (laughs) nonetheless. um, And it goes on to continue as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think like that was the first thing that caught my attention was that this is one of those like deep cries mm. out to God. Um, and I love it sometimes that 
there are these passages, you know, because sometimes that's been like my heart and my feeling. Like mm-hmm. I just want to cry out to God and mm-hmm. just scream and cry or yes. um, plead with him, mm-hmm. you know, for situations, circumstances, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find this like calming to know sure. that in the Bible, right? Like these yes. great people, because this was um, not a Psalm of David as most are, but of Asaph, um, mm-hmm. who was elected kind of by David um, as a worship leader, actually, that was his like title. Mm-hmm. They, was a worship leader. So I kind of relate to that as well. Sure. Um, but like that was, these people in the Bible also had that. It's not yes. just today that we experience turmoil and times where we're just wanting to, yes. you know, wring our hands and cry out to heaven and say, God, where are you? What are mm. you doing? <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and um, obviously this is well written and poetic in um, the way that it is communicated, but it what you're saying, it didn't come to mind as I read it myself, but what you're saying now makes me think about how God has big shoulders and how he wants us to come to him with our frustrations and with our uh, disappointments and with our hurts. And, um, you know, we don't have to be this polished, but we can be so frustrated and not even know how to communicate, but he still knows and he still welcomes us. And in fact, he promises to be near the brokenhearted, which is such a great comfort for me when I've gone through those seasons where I'm shaking my fist going, where are you? What is going on? Um, That he hears me and is near me. And um, what a great promise. Yeah. And that we don't have to be polished and perfect to come to him. Right. I sometimes wish I could write or <laughs> speak or any or sing or anything like that because you're right. It is very poetic. It's beautiful, you know, verbiage and just laid out. So, I mean, it is, yes, a song. It's, yes. you know, meant That's- to be poetic and polished. Um, but to me, I could still hear that like gut cry. Yes, absolutely. Of crying out to God, mm-hmm. you know, just at a very low spot, needing God mm-hmm. to swoop in and restore. And do what only he can. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The poetic linguistic piece, it was kind of liturgical and actually in some ways yeah. was what stood out to me most. And I think about um, kind of the repetitive prayers that we pray sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's seasonal like this, like when you're in a really dark or dry or um, tough place, you know, or even, um, you know, more just everyday stuff that we have a certain heart cry that tends to rise to the top. And, um, I don't know, we've had conversations in our home about repetitive prayers and, um, yes, God already knows. So is it worth continuing to repeat? But as you dive in scripture, the importance of, um, doing that with an engaged heart that is, not vain, but is full of faith and how he can honor that and meet us there with those repetitive prayers and heart cries, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have the story of the woman who goes before the judge, right? Just constantly badgering. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it talks about how that's actually was a good thing. Right. She badgered the judge to death, basically, and he finally gave her her wishes, you know? Um, And so I think there is that, like, Sometimes I think that's okay. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, Do you have any repetitive prayers that you tend to say in your, for yourself or your home? We do. 
That's why I ask. Yeah, I think mine do. And I feel like sometimes it's like not okay, you know, mm-hmm. in some regard, because I say the same thing over and over again, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, when I'm praying for my family, so my husband, my children, even though it's each individual and I try to think of like something fresh to pray for, ultimately, like my biggest heart cry for all of them is mm-hmm. that they be walking with Jesus and yep. that like that people will see Jesus in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like sometimes like I'm praying for the same people for the same thing, for the same reason, or when somebody's sick. Sure you know, repeatedly praying for the same person for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it does feel repetitive and like, I'm sure you're sick of hearing me say this, God, mm-hmm. but I think you're, you're right that sometimes that we have to be persistent. Yes. And I do think it helps train our heads and hearts to align, you know, as you yeah. continue to revisit that, because if it is your heart, cry and what is most important to you obviously you're going to right. be saying much the same yeah in our home we um pray a prayer that actually frank's grandma used to pray over him and that the lord would keep us from harm from disease and that he would keep our hearts free from pain as a family and then a prayer the prayers we pray over our kids are actually even posted on their walls and that is that they would grow in wisdom and in stature in favor with God and men and that they would walk in truth all the days of their lives. Oh, so we pray those things daily and yeah, it does seem repetitive, but at the end of the day, those are our hearts cry. Like really that's, that's it. That's what we want most and ask that God would bless most, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. Um, anything else that you had? As you look through your notes and Mm-mm. that came up? No. I don't either. I think I, you know, just noted the um, different sections of the scripture, I guess, that spoke of the history with the Exodus and then the blessing of the promised land and okay. and then God removing his protection of his people um, and they cry out to God again, um, you know, and that God transplants them. There's the vine, mm-hmm. right? We he transplanted a, a vine. This week. Yes, coming through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool to see that vine revisited again today from, yes. you know, yesterday. Um, again, speaking of Israel, too. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah here are these threads these throughout threads. scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in my version, I did notice that mine actually said, uh, uses the word transplant. Okay. Um, I think yours might have said just planted. Um, so I don't know which yes. one maybe is more accurate in that regard. Not that it matters a whole lot, but I love the thought of, you know, a transplant is taking mm-hmm. something that was already in existence and right. then just moving it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can transplant a bunch of my flowers by cutting like my hostas in half, right? And yes. then I can transplant half of them somewhere else. So they um, flourish. So they flourish, yes. right. And so it becomes more abundant, mm-hmm. um, And maybe part of it was already dying. And so then Mm -hmm. that part just kind of, you know, lays to waste or whatever. But I liked that visual of transplanting. Mm -hmm. Like God took what was already in existence and then moved it, um, you know, so that it could grow again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, he did some work, you know, cleared ground and tended to that. We could talk Um, about that for a a long time. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Really? Um, But yeah, what a beautiful picture again and wording and all of that. Um, and I think for today, cause I think we covered most of what you had and I had, it seems like just a real big cry out to God and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But in verse 18 and 19, I want to reread that um, as we close today. Uh, In my version, it says, Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. So I pray today, um, God, that you would revive us, turn us again to you, make your face shine down upon us. Um, And Lord Jesus, you are the light that shines down on us and saves us. It is only by you and um, who you are and the blood on the cross that um, we are saved. So I thank you for that and uh, shining down on us. Um, And all God's people said, amen. Amen. I pray you have a great day today. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.